Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you were talking a little about the shadow stuff, Teresa. And, you know, I know as we were kind of in our virtual green room there talking a little bit before this, um, you know, you kind of have to school me on that because I wasn't quite sure you're talking about. So shadow work as spiritual practice, spiritual practice during divorce. Talk a little bit about that subject for us. Well, and you asked what actually is shadow work. So for people who haven't heard the term, um, Carl Jung, the psychologist about 100 years ago, developed archetypal psychology. He was an astrologer. He did charts for every client before he saw them. Um, he developed this concept of the shadow, which is the aspects of your personality that you suppress or you're ashamed of, you don't want them to come out. So you create yourself based on your upbringing, like what's right, what's wrong. And if things are bad, they're pushed away. Typically, it's, it's from trauma. And it's a psychological tool to keep a child safe, right? Like, um, for example, if you grow up in a household where everybody's helpful and you're taught, well, you need to be helpful, and that helps you get through the family. But then as an adult, if, if being helpful means you can't say no, you have to say yes, or you can't ask for what you need, then those are things that are, you've pushed into your subconscious. You're not allowing them up. And so that's an example. Um, so that's what a shadow is. It's the part of yourself that you've disowned. It's, it's not acceptable. Sexuality is another great example of that. You know, if I grew up in a household and I, I think I said this on the break, you know, I twirled around in my dress and if in my underwear showed, I got shamed for it. Oh my God, don't let anybody see your underpants. I'm like, I'm five years old, who cares, right? But that's the message I got. I couldn't be free and expressive. So that got shut down. And so, and we can't talk about sexuality. We're not supposed to talk about it. So it gets pushed down and then it comes out sideways. So what I point, the reason I wanted to bring this topic up in terms of divorce is just, it's very common. And I, I say it as a person who experienced it myself. And now as a person who works with couples that, you know, the shadow is the part of yourself you don't want to deal with. You judge it in other people you think it's wrong, you label them as bad, and yet that's part of you. And so the part, the process of integrating that is what allows you to become whole and move on. So I, I'm, I'm with Patrick. I teach people how to breathe, how to stay centered. Not everybody wants this level of healing, but for those people who might be listening to this, who think, oh, wow, you know, I really don't want to repeat this pattern that's that's the that's the process and in my particular example i can share with you is is that i i did grow up not thinking it was okay to ask for what i wanted like i my job was to make sure everybody else was taken care of and in my in my marriage i didn't even know how to ask for what i wanted so of course he can't give me what i want because i don't know how to ask for it and then i make him wrong for not giving me what i want and so it's all this projection when so this is why I say I changed it to during divorce and after divorce, right? After divorce, I realized that I was doing this because I did all the darn shadow work. In the middle, I will say this, in the middle of my divorce, I could actually see that one of my complaints against my ex-husband was that he was critical of me. 
and and like but then i actually saw wait he's not actually criticizing me this is me criticizing me like i'm the one that has a problem it's really not him i actually saw that in the divorce process so i just invite my clients you know to kind of when they start bitching and complaining about their spouse i say okay take a deep breath now if you're open you know name that and then own it because what you're saying about that person really is in you asking to be transmuted and transformed and integrated well i saw i saw freddie and elspeth uh, nodding a little bit do you see sort of that shadow phenomenon in what you guys do when you're trying to help people understand how to be how to create a relationship yeah actually what <laughs> terry just said is such a beautiful example that you know the learning of oneself and the acknowledgement of self that may be may perhaps been covered up from the coping that Terry so beautifully described that we do as children to survive. Um, not always physically survive, but emotionally survive. And then we have, you know, appropriate certain patterns, certain decisions. And so even this example that Terry described, you know, really listening to myself, so a big part of our work is to actually start listening to oneself, to the physical self, to the emotional self, to the mental, the spiritual self, the sexual self. And you can probably imagine that lots gets uncovered and what comes out on the other side is freedom. Freedom to express, freedom to ask, freedom to live fully on these dimensions, physically, sexually, emotionally, and love-wise, and mentally, spiritually. And so then we come into this unity, into this union within, where I then can, you know, unify with another, because I am already clear here what's going on, and then I'm not meeting him, or I'm not blaming him, for not matching me. No, I'm already matched within, and then I can share myself instead of needing some something from the other. And I just would like to share, having been through many of Elspeth and Freddie's programs, one of the beautiful benefits is they create a safe space, and then participants get to really tap into these triggers. What are the things that are blocking me from being authentic in my relationship, whether I'm in it or not? And that the techniques that they teach really do help a person own their shadow and integrate it and then be able to be in the presence of another. So that's why I like their work. And I think it actually does go well with our work as divorce lawyers because that's my goal is to have people, you know, really get to the place where they're strong moving on. Well, it's interesting because working with so many of you in the, in the, in the family law space, I consistently hear when you're, you know, when, when someone's retained you and you're working with them, you see them in such a different light than they see themselves, but you're representing them from a legal perspective. And sometimes it's hard to, to show that because a mirror is a scary thing for people, right? So, you know, you and you've got 
what your responsibilities are from the legal side to do what they want you to do, right? You're not, it's their, as, as Patrick said earlier, it's their divorce. So they're going to tell you what they want. But there's so many times I hear where you're looking, you're like, this person is actually more of the problem than they think. Doug, can I just make a slight distinction? Absolutely. What you just said is they're going to tell you what they want. Okay. So I believe that one of my skills, and my guess is Patrick has it too, is asking them, what do they really want? Okay, like on the surface, it's, oh, I want the house. But, well, what do you really want? What's important about that? You know, and then some, you know, well, I want to have a relationship with my spouse when it's over. Well, what does that mean to you? Well, we want to be able to sit next to each other at the weddings. I want to be able to go to my grandparents' birthday, my grandchild's birthday party. So digging deeper rather than just listening to what they say, because it helps them get a better result. Yeah, I would absolutely 100% agree with that. There's a lot of presentation of something on a surface level that isn't really the underlying need that a person has. So yeah, we, you have to drill down and help them get, get clear about that. And I don't think they know, right? So part of why we did Split Ready in the first place and part of why we do these podcasts is because you have to have that intention when you go into a divorce or you're just gonna kind of be the buoy in the water bouncing around doing you know whatever the waves come at you. And people don't know that there's different ways to go about it. People don't know that it's not always War of the Roses. And I equated it when I was talking to a client the other day to a meal, right? If you need a thousand calories to live, you can get that at McDonald's. It's not necessarily a healthy choice. It's not going to sustain you long-term. It's not going to help you, you know, with your energy levels or your emotional well-being. And so you've got to look at divorce in the same way. You can go the traditional route or there's other ways, but a lot of people don't know about them. And that's why we do this. That's why we talk about it is so that if you're going through a divorce, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be what your sister thinks it has to be or what, you know, what your spouse thinks it has to be. Um, and so I think that's important. And every time I hear everyone talk in this little circle on my Zoom, the word that's coming back to me is intentional, intentional, intentional. And it has to be something that you choose for yourself or you're just going to be, again, the victim in your life. It's almost like the whole thing comes from that there's something wrong if there's a divorce. And sometimes a relationship has just run its course. I think that in the future, maybe not in our lifetime, but there will be a relationship by contract. So two people fall in love deeply and they want to be together. They think forever, but there is a written thing now instead of just the marriage forever. It's a contract for three years, four years, five years. And at the end of that, you renegotiate it. It might be you want to be in an open relationship or you want to have kids or you want to share uh, domiciles or share finances or whatever. Things could shift because what happens, it appears to me, in all the relationships that we see and people that we work with is that, you know, we expect the relationship to be what it was at the beginning after 10 years or 15 years or five years. Of, and it's never what it was. It is never what it's going to be. It's what it is. But most of us miss the isness because we're so in our head and so in our evaluative left brain calculating analytical self. So in the practices that we teach, again, coming back to just the breath even and finding some stillness and witness of this conversational stuff that happens all the time, the cha-cha, you know, then we can start to then imagine and create what we won't most deeply want. And that's what I find works really deeply. Yes. I love that. And that's, that's a different perspective. And I want to I wanna move to that. Teresa, you got something to say, and I don't want to cut you off. 
I have one more thing and then I'll say how they can reach me and then you can move to Freddie. There you go, exactly, thank you. The deal is, I'm a collaborative lawyer and a mediator and I actually have a subset of my mediation practice that I call transformative mediation for couples who are married, who want to stay married, but they don't, one or the other does not like the form that it is currently in, okay? So I take them through some mediation, actually some Tantra exercises, like we did the heart to heart the other day with one couple, um, helping them learn appreciations, but identifying the, the relationship is over. The old relationship is over. What do you want to create going forward? And we did the financial pieces because this family had financial issues. And then ultimately I draft a post-nuptial agreement that like as Freddie was describing, it says, okay, this is how we're gonna live our lives going forward. It's not entered in court, but it's for them, a contract between each other and sets down parameters, et cetera. So that's something I offer, it's called transformative mediation. I wanna have you back on to talk about that potentially on a later show, because I think it's a very interesting thing. And, and as I said, well, first, how can they get hold of you for Trinity Family Law? Right. So I have, my law firm is called Trinity Family Law, and you can reach me at trinityfamilylaw.com. And I also have a business called Trinity Collaboration, which is where I do coaching and speaking and astrology and those types of things, um, where I'm also in really very proud that I connect people with really excellent resources like Tantra Nova, for example. So that is uh, Trinity Collaboration. And I have a Facebook page for both of those businesses. And you're on LinkedIn and everywhere. Um, we'll also have all of you guys, all of your information uh, on, on the individual shows. Well, this has been a great show. I want to thank all of my guests. I just dropped my piece of paper, so I'm going to pick it up right here. But I want to thank our guest, uh, Dr. Elspeth Moit. I got that right, right? Oh, beautiful. Awesome. I got it right. Freddie <laughs> Bettel, uh Weevil, um, or Weaver, I'm sorry. My handwriting is terrible. <laughs> Founders of the Tantra Nova Institute, um, Patrick Kolscher, uh, founder and uh, owner of the Kolscher Conscious Family Law, and Teresa Barankulat, uh, founder and owner of Trinity Family Law. And um, again, all their information will be available to everybody. You know, I like to end the show to tell people, you know, I think people look at us, uh, Mariah and I, and they say, you guys are split ready, you're about divorced. And we're really not, you know, having guests like you on um, really is what we're about. It's about, um, you know, a conscious approach to uncoupling. We're about, you know, our business is about everything but what you guys talked about, right? It's about the, the finances and, and approaching it in, in a logical manner, doing all that, but it can't be done without what you guys do. So thanks for coming on our show and, and, and addressing our listeners. Uh, and I always like to say, if anybody out there knows anybody considering divorce or if they're considering divorce, uh, it really, really makes sense to use some of the resources you can find at Split Ready. Use the resources we have on our show. Take the Split Ready uh, assessment. You can take it at www.splitready.com and have an idea how Split Ready you are. Uh, mm. Subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube, we're wherever you get your podcast and, and share the information. Um, anything you want to end with, Mariah? Nope. We just always say that it is possible to come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and hopefully your sense of humor intact. So fantastic. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you in October. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thanks, Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Bye.